What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, Joe and Cuz are off this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Dave, WrestleMania yes. play button. We all know it. It's the big play button logo. It's that <laughs> WrestleMania. The one with the play button and the arrow. <laughs> uh, Jess, you want to elaborate on that a little bit? It's 31. It's 31. This is going to be fun. This is a really good WrestleMania. <clears throat> For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram or, or Twitter on, sorry, at OWP2019 or on Facebook Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. Jess, huh? you're the picker. Why'd you pick it? It's more modern. And um, I specifically remember after WrestleMania 30, which was a great WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, being not so excited about the, this WrestleMania during the March. And I remember for some odd reason, a lot of the online stuff was more of like, uh, there was no hype going to this WrestleMania and there's no, it doesn't feel like WrestleMania, but I, I specifically remember watching this Dave. I was with you. Um, yeah, we were, yeah, we're hanging out with the, the we went out with our wives to see Amy Schumer and we missed WrestleMania. So we came back to my house and watched it on the network at like, I think we started it at like 1130 at night. Wow. And then we watched it all the way through like into the morning. And uh, I remember both of us being like, God damn, this was a good WrestleMania. Like, I didn't think they were going to follow up 30 with this. And it was it was great. It was really good. It's good stuff. It's a WrestleMania that people it's it. I think it's in my top five and nobody talks about this WrestleMania for some odd reason. That's weird, right? We talked about it. Is it a top five? We're all like, yeah, but nobody talks about. WrestleMania 31. That's weird. So strange. Let's jump right in. March 29th, 2015, Santa Clara, California, at Levi Stadium. We have an attendance. Sorry. Niner suck. What? Niner suck. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. We have an attendance of 76,976 that apparently is disputed, whatever. We have a buy rate attendance of Attendance is a made-up number anyway. doesn't matter. But That's ahead. fair. We have a buy rate of 259,000, but Yikes. this is also Was the network on at this time? Exactly. Yes, the network. Was, uh, WrestleMania 30 was the first WrestleMania with the network, and this was the second. So the so fact that they still got 200... Number. Yeah. yeah, they so the fact that they still got two hundred fifty nine thousand pay per view buys for pretty it is pretty amazing. It was all, that's network. all foreign, by the way, because all the United States you could only get it in the U.S. if you got the network. That's right. So this is all overseas buys. Yeah, of two hundred, which is pretty goddamn. That's pretty pretty great, actually. Yeah, our commentators are Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, and John Bradshaw Layfield. Uh, our, our interviewer is Tom Phillips. <clears throat> the ring announcers are Lillian Garcia. Ooh. And Eden Styles. Uh, from what I understand, Jess, our pre-show matches are Tyson Kidd and Cesaro as the tag team champions in a <laughs> fatal four-way match with the New Day, Los Matadors, and the Usos, what? which Tyson Kidd and Cesaro do retain. Our second pre-show match is the second annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which the big show takes that particular match. Dumped out Ms. Dow to finish it. 
That's right. He yeah. dubbed out Mizdow. And then Mizdow right. finally turned on Miz in this one, too, I remember. Yeah, he threw Miz over. And then, and then, the de- and then this over. is when the WWE just started just shitting the bed. Like, everything they did, I'm like, why wouldn't you push Mizdow? And they didn't. And they turned yeah. Mizdow against the Miz. They didn't have anything, a big blow off. And then Mizdow just started jobbing. And then he left the company. Great. <laughs> so yeah. weird. But I will say this... Um, the opening shots, the package, seeing like this. I don't know. This stadium. Yeah, the, the Levi Stadium looked really great, actually. Yes. I we, usually hate red seats, but like this looks really good. And you and usually hate daylight open air stadiums, too. But yeah. for some reason, um, the sun was shining like they were packed. They were all in there. There was no empty seats as it started. Really nice visuals. Really nice like staging with that huge. They kind of continued kind of the New York kind of thing big stage where like they didn't pay homage and it doesn't have to they did this for a few years it's not necessarily the wrestlemania logo it's a very futuristic tech wrestlemania logo and they did this for new orleans where they they don't have to stick to like the logo when it's spelled out on the stage itself the wrestlemania logo yeah. but um a lot of fun stuff like um i i just really liked everything kind of bell to bell uh in the opening and even just the staging just to get into this wrestlemania yeah Aloe Black is singing America the Beautiful. Apparently, he was a big R&B singer. I did not know who he was. He did a great job. He has a great, uh, I forget what the song's name. Uh, America the Beautiful. I'm a man. Remember that? I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. That's Aloe Black from 2015 was a great year for Aloe Black. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. Okay. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. Uh, we also get a quick montage of LL Cool J, <laughs> who is promoting WrestleMania. Boo. Um, you can cut that out, too. I don't know. LL Cool J kind of, he hypes up everything. I, I enjoyed that. You can cut that out. If you like Match cool number J. one. Woo. This is how you do an opener. That's all I'm saying. This is a ladder match. Tag team battle royal. LOD no, 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 no. Oh, this is not... No, no. Oh, Tito ahead, Santana, the executioner. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine. It's not. No. Uh, fair enough. Ladder match Chris for the Intercontinental. No. <laughs> Ladder match for the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. Daniel Bryant versus Dolph Ziggler versus Stardust versus Luke Harper versus R Truth versus Dean Ambrose versus Barrett. Who Barrett was the, uh, the defending Intercontinental Champion. Exactly. Uh, Brian wins the title. This is an A match. It's not even close. This is, if you want to have an opening match, this is the blueprint for it. <clears throat> Let's put seven major middleweights in there where everybody gets their spots in. Oh, and let's make it a ladder match <laughs> where it's obscenely good. And yeah, I, I don't even. You for, Did you say Ambrose? Yeah, Ambrose okay. is in it too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is my note. By the way, the only two of, of this entire match that are still in the company are R-Truth and Dolph Ziggler. And by the way, don't start with me with R-Truth. I looked it up. He's still on the roster on the WWE.com website. Even though you that, never see him, he's still yeah. employed because Vince McMahon loves him very much. And that's why he's still there. Um, so many great spots here. You guys can dig into the specifics. Brian does win the title. It's an A for me. It's um, fantastic. Okay, so right away, we're going to be at odds here. Oh, um, stop it. You're ridiculous. Uh, don't don't you, grade this get, differently because it's 31 versus another WrestleMania that sucks. Don't do that. <laughs> don't be that guy. Calm down. You don't know me. Calm down. Uh, 
You give it an A. Um, I think that's absolutely ridiculous because it's a fucking A plus. Um, this, this match was <laughs> this match was fantastic. It's um, so it, good. It, you know, it's what? a contender I felt for one of the. Fell for that. I was like, what the it, where the fuck is going? <laughs> it's a contender for one of the greatest opening mania matches ever, if not the. Oh, but I mean, so good. I still that's hold great. Owen and Brett in high regards. And the year before, Daniel Bryan and Triple H did a goddamn good job. And it's fitting that they began this WrestleMania with the way WrestleMania 30 ended, which was Daniel Bryan victorious. So for those who don't remember, at WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan won uh, the Unified World Heavyweight Championship by defeating Triple H in the opening match to qualify to make it a triple threat against Batista and Orton in another very good match. He ends WrestleMania like a month later. He fucking gets the neck injury that would ultimately put him out for years. Um, and he was off for almost a year, but he was able to come back right before this WrestleMania. They put him in the ladder match, and then they put the title on Daniel Bryan. I thought it was a, an amazing way to start WrestleMania. They wanted to make sure he was... And unfortunately, a month after this pay-per-view, um, he re-injures his neck, and he was out for the five years, six years, whatever. However Where they thought he, he would never come back. Yeah, we thought he'd never come back, but this was a great moment. I loved it. I loved yeah. Daniel Bryan, the yeses and everything, and people were just fucking all for him. He was still super over, but Dean so Ambrose, Dean Ambrose getting fucking power bombed on the goddamn ladder on the outside, like was just yeah. crazy. Like, and Luke Harper, rest in peace, was great too. Uh, just flying that when he did the uh, the flying through the ropes, the middle ropes, yeah. and all that stuff, like over was awesome, everyone. Man. Yeah, Dolph was so great. great. Everybody's nice great. Spots. Stardust was great because this was right after Dusty died, I think. And uh, yeah. when he did, did, when he pulled the ladder out, wasn't a ladder polka dot or something like that? Oh, I had no, it had like it was bedazzled. It was like a special Stardust ladder. Yeah, it was like a special Stardust ladder, but it had polka dots on it. And he was oh. crying a little bit as he pulled it out, like under the ring. Oh. So it was a really cool match. Uh, yeah, this it's an A plus. What am I gonna even? Say? Even yeah. Barrett has a, has a special fixed ladder where he breaks it off and starts hitting people with the ladder. That was the, that I was mean, the, the Stardust ladder. Uh, I will say that this is the best match on the card. But usually, when somebody says that. Um, it goes downhill after, but there was really no downhill no. Like, for, after this card. But this no. was the best match on the card. You may not like ladder matches. You might say something else is the best match on the card, which I won't argue with you. But to me, I was like, good Jesus Christ. How do you start the WrestleMania? And then everybody followed it. It's fucking amazing. It's yeah. great. Go you ahead. know, first of all, I don't I don't like the swerve that Jess just did to us right there because I was I was <laughs> that's I was, not I was, nice. Bro, I wrote in the I wrote in the attitude era. What are you talking about? I, I swear to you, bro. Um Swerve, that, while when you were said that to Dave, I was like, I was like, what? Like, where's he? Is he, is he gonna hate the ladder match? I'm all D minus. I guys. totally like. This is it. just so much violence and gore. I thought he was going to great hard because WrestleMania 31 was so good. Yes, yeah, so that's where I thought he was going. I was like, it just went because because my angle and my only note was, is it kind of a cheat to put a ladder match opening match? Is no, it, is it a bit of no. a, a cheat to kind of to do that? But like, nah. if you have to get seventy nine thousand people off their ass or like everyone got their shit in, 
It was fantastic. They, they all did. worked You're well right. together. Yeah. Spots were done. Ambrose almost killed himself. Uh, Brian and Ziggler headbutts on the top of the ring. Bad News Barrett wasn't kind of buried, even though he was coming with a title because he did some bull hammers on everyone. And he was involved right, in the finish looking like he was going to kind of take it. Um, it was just it was just really, really fun stuff. Um I mean, man, uh, I really wish it was this good um, now and this exciting, or maybe we're just jaded, but it was only, was it 2015, 2006, early 2016? Yeah. 2015. yeah. Um, but fun stuff right off the bat. We're talking about staging, lighting, uh, great opener. Fucking A. Yeah. Good Let's stuff. Go. We get a Randy Orton, Seth Rollins montage about who Boo, the future really what a, is. What a shit. That's garbage. I'm just <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible uh, match number two Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton okay uh, we all know that Randy Orton wins this match uh, we're going to get into one of the best RKO's I've ever seen in my entire life I give it a grade A fantastic work everyone that's getting their stuff in here we had a really good curb stomp and a really good um you know, we're, we're basically they're, they're both kicking out. Everyone's getting in their their, their finishers in. Um, the RKO gets in, and and we kick out of that on on Seth's side. It's just and and Randy Orton RKO's all of J and J security, which is so much fun. Um, we, we we even get some high flying moves that you wouldn't normally see from either person. And what I love about this most is the RKO reversal. It is the best RKO in my opinion. This is this is my WrestleMania moment of this WrestleMania, and I, I, I think I'm I think I'm the minority in that because there's so many great moments, but there is nothing better than Seth Rollins trying to hit his second curb stomp of the night and Randy thrusting him into the air with his neck and Seth Rollins goes flying. He's high, and Randy catches yeah. him in mid air and RKO's him. RKO's him and talk shit to him and then pins him. Yeah. It is it is amazing. That's all Seth by the way. Of course. I I agree. He he is selling that completely. He's taking that jump and and Randy sells it completely and says, "Well, you're a piece of shit" and pins him, <laughs> which sets up everything else later tonight to make this even an even better WrestleMania than you would think it that yeah. it's going to be, which we'll talk about later. But this this match was really good. I I I uh, I'll give it a a, a B plus. Um, the thing about the, that, that struck me about this match to me is Randy protects himself. There's a reason why Randall has had the career that he's had, and it's that he doesn't sacrifice his body and takes care of himself and doesn't go above and beyond and doesn't. He's not a bump machine like Michaels and kind of Rollins was at this point. But what's funny is you look at Rollins now. Is Rollins at 35 had just had a he's child? He's doing the same thing. He's trying to adjust him, himself and his style yeah. to where he can survive in the next X. He's but, the best he's ever been right now. Yeah, yeah. And and, and he doesn't so. have to be the bump machine that he was yeah. back back here. But um, but Seth kind of brings the best out of Randy here, even in the dynamic and the move set that he's going to do. This is probably my favorite Mania match of his. I'd have to say for sure. 
Um, mm. It went 13 minutes, which I wanted to see it go longer. Yeah. Um, my only negative note, because I'm giving it an A minus, is hey. um is that I I want I think this should have opened the pay per view and then and then the women's match and then the ladder okay. match. However, I think I love this match so much, and I remember specifically thinking this when I watched it that I liked it that it followed the ladder match and they still were just two yeah. guys, yeah. no ladder or anything. They fucking were great, and you're um, right. Th- this match was so good, and the RKO. Um, come on, what am I going to say? This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I give it an a, a minus. It was, it was, it's, it's probably my favorite Randy Orton match, and uh, I don't mean that like in the sense that because yeah, Seth worked his ass off, but he should have because he was the heel, and that's the whole point. Um, but Orton was right there with him, and he the was. fact that Orton, Orton already aged here at thirty, you know, WrestleMania thirty one, and now he's still going. Um, the fact that he can mold in there with a guy who was like a whole generation like off him, you know, like different than him. He was still able to wrestle with Seth and Seth handicapped himself. And I don't mean that in a rude way, but Orton came from 2002 era, you know, like it was a different style of wrestling. And then Seth is kind of representing the new style of wrestling, but they both morphed into each other. And I think that's uh that's pretty fantastic for two athletes. So uh, a minus good stuff. This match gonna- you can, you should watch over and over again. Yeah, it's yeah. Watch that RKO until you fall asleep. It's you'll sleep better. I swear you'll be so satisfied. It's fantastic. Randy almost doesn't want to keep up with him, and you can see he's almost exasperated. Like, or <laughs> this is the way it's kind of booked and the emotions of him. Like, it's just the psychology of it's perfect. Sorry, so go good. We did a brief cutaway to Ronda Rousey in the front row. Uh, that's going to play some important information later on. Then we get a Triple H Sting montage of. Um, (laughs) two companies, blah blah blah. Um, okay, uh, here's the thing Sting versus Triple H. Yeah, I'm fatigued. fatigued. You just, I want you to get it right into it because I'm fatigued right now. Yeah, I give it a C plus. Okay, uh, Triple H, Triple H goes over. We'll talk about the details. Um, I give it a C plus. In my opinion, both entrances were amazing. People kind of shit on Sting's entrance because. That's nothing about him. I don't care about that. It's WrestleMania. They brought out all the stops to bring Sting out. And no, I think they didn't, he enjoyed Dave. it too. No, they didn't at all. Stop it. You're not he was an out. afterthought. His his entrance was an afterthought. Sorry. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry. Well, you'll get into it. Um, Jess, here's sorry. the thing. Jess, I'm, I'm not a big fan in bringing every single faction out. Like, oh, let's do DX. Let's bring Sean out. Oh, the NWO is coming. When you did nothing to build it up. It gets really annoying to me. I think they could have had a great match without any of that. It's Sting. It's Triple H. I know not everybody likes Triple H, but Triple H can put on a show in there. He knows how to show up for WrestleMania, whether we like it or not. And it's Sting. I don't need every faction coming out and telling me, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, I also believe that Sting should have won his WrestleMania match, which turns out to be his only WrestleMania match. That he ever gets. Uh, I could argue that I'm sure Sting was really nice about it. Said, no, man, you're the, you're the younger guy. You're going to go over today. And he might have insisted. Not even about a younger guy. Think about Not that much younger, is. but he's younger. He's a bit no, younger. I, I think Sting just said, it's your company. Do whatever you tell me what to do. It could, that's Cause, fair. Cause that's what, that, that's, that's what a fair does. point. And these sons of he's bitches. A, he's always been unselfish. And, and, and Sting has always been unselfish. Do what's right for the company. And this company said, let's do what's right for us. Even though it wasn't what was right for business. Oh, 
saw the Monday Night Wars come to life. So wasn't even I have right a hard time with all of that. It wasn't even right for them. I just don't agree with it. C plus. That's what I give it. Because it was entertaining. But all these guys coming in, it's it's so it's just so forced because of the Hall of Fame, I guess. Insane. Craig, I, I, I feel like you're gonna chomp. I have different eyes now than I did in 2015. What, seven years later? Oh my god. It doesn't it doesn't feel like seven years, but it's a long time. Um, I enjoyed it more this time around, and I appreciated what they were trying to do this time around. And I will give it a B minus, but I still I thoroughly enjoyed DX coming down and thoroughly enjoyed NWO coming down and Scott Hall taking a backdrop on the mats. On and the I fucking mats after hip surgery. For and and I can't remember where my head Jesus. was at at the time. And I think I enjoyed the nostalgia and I think I appreciate it. What sours us on it in retrospect is Sting not going over. And we all say yeah, Triple does. H and politicking. I'm the first one to shit on Triple H. And first one to say it was all just Vince like shitting on WCW and the overall blah, blah. But that aside, like it was fun. Like, and they, they worked hard and it wasn't a Matt classic, but when you have all those elements of Hogan and, um, and DX, and then even Sean at the very, very end kind of come out, like it was fun. And like watching it back, especially with fresh eyes, seven years, like and what they've got now in the product, like I saw what they were trying to do and I respect the shit out of it and I enjoyed it. And I have no beef other than, uh, and I under, and even I understand Triple H's entrance was, it was a Terminator, uh, movie. Uh, it was, product you know, placement. it was good. It was good. I just, I we always sense. said. They shit on Sting's entrance. They gave Triple H just like 10 minutes with the Schwarzenegger intro. And I have a tendency to think it's because of Triple H's ego. It's not. It's just business. Like, shut up, Craig. Enjoy it. (laughs) It was fun. It was was good. Hey, hey, Jess, before you get into it, why did Triple H have such a raspberry on his hip? I don't remember, but that plays into my review. Um, I gave it a B- minus as well. I was so proud of Sting. I, I've been such a Sting fan for a long time, and I I was so proud of him. I'll never. I when I watched this live in 2015, I was so proud of him because I was like, you know, there was a lot of people because he never jumped ship that questioned yeah. how great Sting was. How they had the balls, even though he busted his ass in TNA for like fucking eight years. Um, like I don't understand, or maybe more than that. Um, I don't understand like how they ever questioned Sting, but when I saw him get in here and understand the WWE pacing and the way they put matches together, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure him and Triple H really worked hard because Triple H isn't going to have a bad match, even though he has before. But um, at this stage, Triple H is not going to allow Sting and him to shit the bed. He just won't. Um, I gave it a B minus. Uh, as far as Sting's entrance, I was I hated it when in 2015. But if you, I'm maybe I'm reaching here. But if you go back to what his character is, The Crow is based off a Brandon Lee movie. Um, Brandon Lee is Bruce Lee's son. So uh, and Brandon Lee famously or infamously died on the set while he was filming The Crow. He died from a, a malfunctioning. Uh, uh, was it a gun? Yeah, it was a gun. Um, yeah, it was yeah. a gun. The Crow gimmick was given to Sting by Scott Hall who they were trying to figure out how to pull Sting away from the NWO and make him like the anti-NWO. And that's when Hall told Sting in the back, he's like, why don't you just do the crow? Why don't you just paint your face white and put the the black things on there like Brandon Lee's the crow? Because what happened was Brandon Lee was, his character was murdered in the crow. Ironically, unfortunately, he died in the movie, the filming as well. 
Um, so what uh, Sting's character is is was a representation of that movie. So and the whole and who's character. Who's to say Sting didn't have input into his entrance? Maybe right, he blessed exactly. it and influ- influenced it and suggested it. Ladies and gentlemen, he is here. Sting in a WWE ring at WrestleMania. That's right. This is what it's like, Sting. Over 70,000 strong for Sting's first ever appearance on the grandest stage of all, WrestleMania. Like, yeah, right, maybe Jess. he was just yeah, maybe he was this, like this should be this was a Brandon Lee character. I ripped this off from the movie The Crow. This should be Asian ago. influenced. Like maybe yeah, it's us. And so like, uh so maybe it's that and it was basic and when you think about that, you didn't need the lights and all that. So and it was still daylight out by the way too. So I was mad. I was like why is Triple H getting a cooler entrance? He's the fucking heel. So regardless of what entrance you gave Sting, goddamn Triple H, but he's also become known for his WrestleMania entrances. So I guess you kind of have to give him a pass on that. But um, I did have a problem with, of course, it boiled down to WCW versus the end or WCW versus WWE. You want to know why? Because every fucking time they get a chance, they have to remind us that they won the war. We know you won the goddamn war. We know what happened. We know why Sting's there. Like, why did you have to do that? I didn't get it. And by the way, the whole original reason why Sting turned to the crow to begin with was because the NWO came in and started taking over the company and his best friend Luger and all the old WCW diehards like Flair and Anderson doubted that Sting was on their side. So he took the crow gimmick on to kind of pay tribute to the Brandon Lee character to get revenge on the NWO, but also kind of get revenge on his friends who said they were his friends that doubted him. That was the whole concept of the Sting Crow character. So it, it kind of just bothered me that the NWO came to Sting's rescue because they made it WCW versus mm. WWE. But well the NWO said. was Sting's, they, was Sting's enemy the whole time was Hogan Hall and Nash. Well they were the so three. why would they come to help him? So why would they come to help him? It it just shows me that they were generically trying to shove it in your face again. It was again, forced, that, Jess. It was totally that we forced. we won the war. We won the war. But the match-wise, I don't give it any shame by giving it a B- minus because Sting worked fucking hard and proved that he could work the WWE style and proved that he was talented and Anybody who ever says that Sting's not one of the greats, fuck you. Fuck Whoa. you. I Sting didn't say is that. one of the greatest. <laughs> I didn't say that. Sting's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And like that's it. You could you could say top 20, and I'll be fine with that. Because think about how many wrestlers have come across over the decades. So if you say Sting, Sting's one of the top 20 greatest wrestlers of all time, that's an honor. Like that's an honor. Um I think Sting's great. I think he's always morphed into everything he's ever been asked to do, whether it's been WCW during their worst periods, WCW during their best periods, or a one shot here, a one WrestleMania only, like Dave well, said. Yes, even uh, today, he's, he's still going as a mentor, can still work. And he's 60 something years old. He's the only one surviving out of that era from Undertaker's, Michael's, Triple H, like whoever. Even There's Triple no H one else but anymore, him. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's Sting that's left. And still impactful and making uh, and quietly he's a, like he's a, he's amazing yeah and without any ego like i think he's just a, a great dude yeah he's amazing did i'm sorry great you graded yeah yeah okay got it man oh my god uh there are many oh intercontinental god. champions celebrating with daniel bryant in the back we I got love Bret this segment Hart, by the way i love this segment oh, is this the Piper, Rick Flair, Rick the, Lee, the dragon steamboat and then except, somebody comes on, Steamboat. and what does he say, Jess? Steamboat's awkward macho man kind of thing was really Yeah, awkward. I didn't like that. 
But I love instead the of Piper ooh yeah, it was whoa yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. like that. Macho like, Man said ooh yeah. So bad. it's like it's like Steamboat forgot what um, Savage's thing was. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then like, Flair came out there, time. which Flair was hilarious. And then uh, and then it was just kind of it was kind of surreal to see him and Brett because Brett talks shit on Flair every chance he gets. Yeah. So uh, I, just... I don't believe that Ron Simmons was an IC champion. Right? <laughs> no, and that's what <laughs> Maria Menudos, who I love by the way, um, she is gorgeous and and everything. Um, she said that, but when she said it, half her sentence was cut off. When Ron Simmons walked in, she's like, "I don't think you were Intercontinental Champion, were you?" And that's when he goes, "Damn!" And he walks out. Damn. Of but he takes like a long pause too, like before. Yeah. He, like it's and so her comment was kind of cut off. Like she was sort of not speaking loud enough, and the mic kind of cut her off. So you didn't really hear her line of like, "I don't think you were Intercontinental Champion, were you?" And he's like, "Damn!" So, funny. but I th- I really thought it was cool for Daniel Bryan. All those. Former Intercontinental Champions around him, especially Brett, who I think yeah. is probably the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all and time. And a nice, a nice push for Brian, and obviously respectful of what they're about to do with him and what they wanted to do with him. What they wanted to moving yeah. forward yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Match number four. I'm sorry. Is there a concert happening before this happens? Um, we can skip that, right? Oh, are you talking about no, Travis? Uh... Oh, dude. Sure. It was actually nicely produced, but uh, what? What's, no, she has what a is great voice. Uh, yeah. Whoever was doing what is uh, what is there to review? Yeah, nothing. Match number four: Paige and AJ Lee versus the Bellas. I gave it a B minus. I was pleasantly surprised here. I was like, okay, this is not a bad match. Um, by the way, the uh, AJ Lee does get the submission pinfall to beat the Bellas. Uh, I said, not a bad match. It was timed really well. It wasn't too long. The strategy of keeping AJ on the outside for the majority of that match to have her come in and finally take care of that submission hold. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, in, in the side note for me, Paige throwing one of the Bellas into the stairs and her reaction after, I was like, God, that was the page that we were all excited about. That was the page. Yeah. That we were just digging back at this time frame, and I, I don't know if we'll ever see it again, and I, I miss it. Um, I was so into Paige at this moment, at this time, and <laughs> yeah. it was it was great, um, just really well done. But I give it to be hey, honest. I I, I have the it. same I, uh, I have the same energy that you do. I I give it a C though. Um, six mm. minutes forty two seconds. Uh, we, you know we were not quite the women's revolution yet. We were almost there. Um, yeah, we're close. They did fine for the time that was given. Little note here, it was Paige's first WrestleMania and AJ's last. Black Widow! Black Widow! Submission hold! AJ submission hold! The Black Widow! What's going to happen? Tap out! Here are your winners by submission, Paige and AJ. And you saw them after they won. AJ went up to her and whispered in her ear. She's like, get on the ropes and enjoy it. And because AJ knew that Punk had already left a year before. So AJ knew that her contract was just going to run out and she was going to go. So um, AJ knew that this was her last WrestleMania match, which I was shocked that they gave AJ the win over Nikki um, because they were really pushing in her Bellas here. So, maneuver, yeah. Yeah, so stepdad in the back and Laurinaitis. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, like, it was really kind of cool that they gave AJ the submission win or whatever, but I specifically remember AJ going up to Paige and Paige getting emotional because it's her first WrestleMania, and she was like, hit the ropes, like, enjoy it. Because Paige knew, like, I mean, uh, AJ knew, like, I'm done, so go ahead and do that. So I thought it you was You never cool know when moment. it's going to be your last, right? So I gave it a C, and I'm going to go to the bathroom, and Craig, you give it a long grade. So <laughs> hey! 
Yeah, I uh, I give it a B minus. I thought the same thing. Like uh, the energy of AJ kind of coming in it was a bit lackluster when they were walking down. I was like, uh, yeah. she doesn't want to be there. But they had a good match, and the fact they got over and you're gonna Paige. I mean, dude, so different from what she looks like now when you see her yeah. and and the possibilities of Paige. But like, we have the we have the Hall of Fame ceremony, and that was cool. Uh, our Hall of Famers are Rikishi. Larry Zabisco, Alundra Blaze, Connor the Crusher from the Ultimate Warrior Award, the Bushwhackers, Tatsumi Fujinami, Macho Man Randy Savage, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Kevin Nash is our so main. So I really wish I wish that Macho was alive. Obviously, just in general, but um, yeah. I really wish he was alive to be the head of th- this class yeah. because Kevin Nash was. And I'm sorry, like, listen, listen. Love Kevin Nash. Come on. If we talked about Kevin Nash, I would probably defend him way more than people would expect me to. Um, But at the same time, like I just having him the top of the class when Macho Man Randy fucking Savage is in it. I feel I'm glad that Lanny Popo loves his brother. And uh, Lanny did a uh, great job. The genius did a great job. And you could see how much he loves his brother. And every time he talks about Randy, he gushes with love. And I think it's great. But um, I really, again, besides obvious reasons that I wish he never died, period. um, I wish he was alive to do this and be put in the Hall of Fame. And he would be the main event, not Nash. And that's no offense against Nash. But uh, I I remember that connection that he wasn't head of the class. But you're right. And why? Yeah, because they, I mean, yeah, it you see Nash guy. walking yeah, out. Whoever gets walked that's out and gets their music played, that's the main yeah. guy. Yeah. So, uh, so I miss Macho Man, and uh, I really wish that he was alive again. For I've said it before, for obvious reasons, just because I didn't want him to die so early. Yeah. But at the same time, like just to fucking finally yeah. go in the Hall of Fame. And like, as Ricky Steamboat says, uh, "Woo yeah, woo yeah, woo yeah." <laughs> woo, yeah. <laughs> Match number five. Woo yeah. John Cena versus Rusev. Vince is like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Well, I'm going to say, are you fucking kidding me in a minute with this match? Because I'm getting oh, really irritated. Oh but boy. Oh boy. there are good things that come from it. And then it gets worse after that. John oh, Cena boy. versus Rusev for the United States Heavyweight Championship. I give it a C plus. I'll tell you why in a second. John Cena does defeat Rusev for the United States Championship. And I know that Chess and I talked about this earlier. We're mad about it. But we don't get mad later because we do see these wonderful John Cena Monday night open challenges that goes on for weeks and they're great and we love them. But look, well, we got we got Kevin Owens from that. We got Sami Zayn. We got those guys giving sure. fucking amazing performances in that. So I mean, but you, but you, Craig, know. you can't tell me or Jess, you can't tell me that they had that in mind when they did this. So no, I hundred percent, I hundred percent agree with you. Um, I was angry. When we watched it, that Rusev didn't go over. I thought it was yeah. fucking ridiculous. John Cena had no reason to defeat Rusev at WrestleMania. John uh, Cena was hey, John Cena was well established, <laughs> and he he can he can he can do anything what he wants for a while. But you know he it's just he can get title runs whenever he wishes, especially at this point. And you know even though it was on to something bigger later, the match was good. But I see no reason to defeat Rusev. At this moment in time, he's I, it, he's undefeated. And you're making moves at WrestleMania. Why? Why? Again, I uh, well, undefeated streaks are dumb. I've said this before, but go ahead, Craig. I right. look back at this again with revisionist goggles. I was the same way, and I think we all were. You guys um, need to stick to your convictions. You guys are ridiculous. At, at Fuck some, you, Dave. Like, I'm sorry, that's not what I, I meant. totally <laughs> get it. Like, 
So You're talking about an America versus Russia angle. There's no well, way. They, yeah, but the, Craig, they fucking made it that way. They did. I mean, they, I know they make everything that way, but like they, they fucking did. made it that way to where it was just like John Cena's going to win. But at that point, yeah. he has to. Like, he's not going to, like... No, you're right. You're right about that. But that montage of Obama that. and Bush and Reagan and this even-handed, like, seven years ago, this what a different yeah. country it was where you could put, like, yeah. all these different, like, parties and opinions in a package together for Cena. Like, there's no way he wasn't going to go over, and he did it at the expense of a rising star who was perfect on the mic had a beautiful uh um, did it at the expense valet. of a rising star who rose to the occasion on the biggest stage of the year yeah. and fucking wrestled a great match with john cena and he had so let's let shit on him they da, gave da, him da, a da, fantastic da, da. entrance too by the way like the yes guns, the guns let's the shit Russia, on him like. you know what shot out of those guns shit <laughs> was it poo was, was it actual poo it was, it was john cena poo that just came right out of those um, cannons but you're right like it did uh it did this did this create the u.s open challenge and what led me personally to love john cena for eternity and to wear this shirt um but yeah back then it like you could say uh it, it shouldn't it was not the right decision especially with that crowd they they as soon as he came on it was john cena sucks it wasn't 50 50 whatsoever it was a 80 20 John Cena sucks chance. After they, they shoved the American Rusev. package down everybody's throat, people were yes, still like, Poo. it still didn't matter. Rusev just plowed into Lana. What? Cena. KA. Cena got it. Cover. Cena got it. Cena got it. Cena wins the U.S. title. So um, I agree. I agree with both of you. My grade is, is a combination of both yours. I gave it a B because I thought it was a really good match. It was a very good match, actually. And Rusev, Rusev yeah. fucking rose to the occasion. I hung in there with John Cena, the number one guy in the company. Um, I just say Cena should have put him over. Um, I, I put yes. that we would have never gotten the U.S. Open challenge, but you just fucking have them rematch on the next pay-per-view, have Cena win there and then do the open challenge. So we get yeah. both. I have my cake and I eat it, too. But um, or, or having one on Raw the next night, whatever. Dude, Rusev was over so strong, especially with Lana. Like they were both people were buying into them, and uh, yeah. we were just not just there shit. yet with Cena wanting to put everyone over. Did you guys catch Lana throwing in her shoe to try to help Rusev? And was that too like, early? This? Did she throw it in as a mistake too early? What was that? That was clunky. I'm not sure. I just felt like she was on the wrong side of the ring too, maybe or something. She was. Uh, she was greenish and hot. Yeah, she's very. Hot. Yeah, something was going on there. All right. Uh, the match um, was 14 minutes, by the way. I forgot to say the time. And it was a, it was a really good 14 minutes. It was very it, good it match. Didn't, it didn't feel like 14 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing something right there. Uh, Triple H comes out with Stephanie McMahon, who uh, likes to run oh, his mouth. Oh, no, this is a good segment. What? It's <laughs> it like, oh. I just I heard his name, and I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, that's a good segment. Yeah. Terminator. Uh, and, and The Rock comes out to try to shut Triple H up. Stephanie McMahon likes to step in and run her little mouth. And slap the rock clear across the face and tells him to leave. And says, you know, says na 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 and hey, hey, goodbye, and all that good stuff. She thinks she's funny. The rock takes his time, looks like he's leaving the ring. Instead, takes a stage left over to the front row on one side of the ring. Oh, we just happen to have Ronda Rousey along with a few other 
uh, major. And by the way, room. this was an undefeated at this point round. Rousey. She had not lost to Holly Holmes yet. Yeah. So she's on top of the world right now. Yeah. She's still the and number one. The Rock pulls her in and says, here's what we're going to do. Brings in Rhonda. And they ask her to leave. She says, well, why don't you, uh, I don't know, make me. And the crowd is going nuts here. And she ends up taking Triple H. I'm sorry. Well, The Rock takes out Triple H. And we see Stephanie almost get into a massive arm bar. But also, by the way, Ronda Rousey, you know, judos Triple H into into basically a, a takedown hold as well. Just to kind of show her how amazing she is. And the crowd is going nuts. This is a pure tester to see what Ronda could do um, with, with the crowd. But what's so funny about it is you see The Rock taking his time where Ronda probably would have been so green and done it so fast. And she is watching The Rock every moment, like just waiting for him to say something, waiting for the cue. And you can tell like in the back, The Rock's like, just I'll tell you when. I'll tell you when. You'll know. It'll be fine. All right, I've had it with this whole friggin' thing right now. That's the last thing you're gonna say about my wife. You hear me? I do hear you loud and clear. I couldn't agree more. It's the last thing I say. Fantastic. It, it was a great moment. Um, match number six. It's The Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. I don't even want to talk about the match. It's a C for me. Look, I know the work is there. I, 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 I see Bray doing what he does. There's no reason. <laughs> There's no reason at this moment for The Undertaker to beat Bray Wyatt. There just isn't. No, Look there isn't. Where, no, there isn't. There is isn't. It, it was it was 15 minutes and um I give it a great C not to cut you off or C plus. No, no, I, I gave it the same C. You got it. I give it a C. I give it a C plus. It was just weird to see the Undertaker of the year after the streak was ended. Um, then you realized at that point there was no purpose for him, and I think that was sad for me. I don't know if Bray shouldn't. Have, I'm not saying Bray should have beat him. Maybe this match never should have been a thing. Um, that's if fair. that's the point. But yeah. uh, at the same time, when you finally see the Undertaker the year after the streak ends, you realize his purpose is gone. And I think you really realize at that point, like he should go. And he did shortly after. It took him another like two or three WrestleManias, but yeah. he finally left. And it's like I don't know. C plus. It was a good match. He looked way better, like I said, than the year before. Uh, he looked better in color in his face. He got knocked on his head against Lesnar early on, which fucked him up the year before. But um, it was a, it was a good, solid wrestling match. But I, I don't like the sacrificing of the Bray. And uh, I love Bray's entrance, by the way. The fucking Scarecrows. So good. Oh, good. Good shit. Good shit. Right, great, great. Yeah, good, yeah. good call out. I'll give it a B minus. Um, I'm okay. It seemed like Bray was okay with giving 
Undertaker the win and the way well, he's in there the, with the Undertaker. What's he going to say? No. Right. And I, even like he's in there saying like, uh, this is um, my time now or whatever it is or what have you. Um, and yet and watching watching all five hours or whatever it is of the uh, Undertaker documentary on WWE Network, you can see how Undertaker is still struggling here. This is even before I think they started tracking him um, of whether yeah, does he, he want to go, does he have it or yeah. not? He doesn't know he's, he's supposed to go yet. Um, and he's still like, well, when just, Vince is in your ear saying, I need you one more time, pal, every year. Yes. But it's also that like, I got to oh, wow. keep my spot. Like he's not ready to give it up yet. And like, of course, like, and that's, it's, it's but he didn't have thing. a spot here though. No, he didn't. He, he didn't. already gave it he, up, man. But he even before he, year. even before he lost, no, not even that. He never had a spot. Yes. It was the street spot. I get it. But he wasn't the top guy. He was the guy they dusted off every year to have every the match year. with triple H or Shawn Michaels yeah. or whatever. And mm. he delivered. He absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely delivered yeah but, but i he, mean what he didn't have head, a spot for years he yeah head, but he he wanted to recover from the year before yeah and then i think whoever wins was probably not up to either of them but maybe maybe it was undertaker that wanted to but like but you're right i think undertaker's only thing was like he wanted to do better than uh i really believe that when he beat when he beat cm punk i was like what are we doing here yeah i was like what are we doing here why are you i said that when he beat randy orton well, I mean, that was WrestleMania 21. You're I right. I said but, uh, when he beat Giant Gonzalez. I was like, what the whoa, fuck are we doing here? Whoa, now you took it too far. <laughs> I always thought that about Taker Streak, especially after he beat Triple H in the Hell in the Cell. And I was, and they did the whole end of a legacy and all three of those guys hugged him and Michaels and Taker and the whatever. Then I was like, he should be done. Taker should be done. And then they still kept yeah, trying to bring him back after that. It. Well, there you go. All right, speaking of main events, we are into it. This is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Brock Lesnar is our champion, but not for long. This uh, eventually becomes a triple threat match because, as we talked about earlier, we have a Seth Rollins who uh, just incidentally carries the money in the bank ladder match, and Lesnar doesn't even get pinned to lose. His WWF title. No, it's so weird. It's what Owen Hart should have done, right? It's WrestleMania 10 where Owen beats Brett in the opener and then Brett wins the world title at the end and then Owen comes out and looks at him and he's like, I just beat you. Like, but nowadays in the the modern wrestling world, they have the money in the bank ladder match. So Seth got to take it a step further than Owen and cash in the money in the bank and and beat him. I graded graded this match an A because the work that Lesnar and Roman are putting on anyway are fantastic. Uh, I think Lesnar even um, shows a little color, which is good stuff. And I don't know why. In hindsight, this seems so obvious, but I swear when we watched this match the first time around, and Seth Rollins was literally an afterthought that got his curb stop totally reversed. We were geeking out on the RKO. I don't think anybody thought he was going to show up. But as soon as they were both down and nobody was moving, he ran so fast (laughs) as his music hit to get down that big ramp, cashing his money in the bank, and he tries to take care of Brock, and he can't. And then Roman gets reinvolved, and he's able to take out Roman for the pin. Who can capitalize? Heyman screaming, cover him! Cover him! Point of the match! What the hell? What on earth? This is brilliant! Seth Rollins! This is brilliant! Mr. Money in the Bank! What the hell? 
I give this match an A. Um, I loved the work between Lesnar and Roman. And I think when he hit the pole on the outside and he got, you know, cut and Michael Cole's like, he's hurt. He's finally hurt because the whole first like five, 10 minutes of the match was Lesnar just suplexing him and Roman laughing, but uncomfortably laughing in pain. And you believed (laughs) all of it. You believed all of it. And then he finally hit him. And you know what I thought when Lesnar hit that pole? I think of he's cut the Russians cut from Rocky four. When Rocky well, finally got a shot in on him and the Russian cut, and you and hear the announcer go, he's cut, the Russians point, cut. To your point, in the montage before, Roman says something like, he can bleed, he can feel pain. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's perfectly laid out. Which so is just good. like what Rocky was doing in Rocky Four. So as soon as he hit the pole, and then they're like, uh, Cole's like, Lesnar's done, Lesnar's bleeding, like that. I was like, he's cut, the Russians cut. I was like, what a great fucking storyline. I loved it when I watched it live with you, Dave, in 2015. Yeah. And I loved it when I rewatched it again. And then Seth cashing it in. I forgot that was going to happen when I was watching it this time. And then his music hit. I was like, oh, that's right. And yeah. he comes running down and does it. And the place goes nuts. Uh, I gave it an A. And uh, it, that was WrestleMania moment on top of it. And Roman was great. And it sucks that Roman got booed for the next like four years until he finally found himself. But I'm glad he found himself. And he's an amazing heel right now. Craig, go ahead. Yeah, I give it an A2. And I think this, um, at this time, I was thinking back to nostalgia plus where my eyes were at this time. And at where my eyes were back in 2015, 2016 was uh, we all hated uh, the crowd and the masses didn't want Roman to win. We were, it, was, uh, it was being forced on us and they had no kind of choice here. And I think they picked up on the wave of the fans and the... Um, the overall kind of like social media of folks like Roman's being forced. And this was a nice swerve to send everyone home happy because we all thought Roman was going to win. It was inevitable. Um, It was before the way the respect and the love that we have for Roman. Like now, like uh, there was a few years here where like Roman was exactly. um, We hated it. We hated him being forced down our throats no matter but he was it's great. He was great yeah. back here. He was great then. Um, we all Vince's knew he was great. I just we just got mad that he was being forced on our throat. That's we it. knew that we know Roman's talented. He fucking yeah. is. Yeah. He just and, is. But, but there was a realism with this match from the very beginning. And I remember texting you guys. I was like, and I remember watching it. It was like the knees from Brock to Roman early. I was like, oh my God, this is Oh real. my God, those knees to his ribs and shit. Oh <laughs> and my god. I was like, like this yeah. is a different it felt. It felt real. It felt has UFC. A knack for that, it though. felt big fight. He can make every fight. match feel real. Yeah. It was a, it was, they, they, they accomplished what they had to do. Like, I remember, like, the, when you see Brock, even, like, there was, he was bleeding on the side of his head before he got color on his head. And when you look this back, he tried to protect his head with his hand on the post, and it didn't matter. And I don't know what happened, why he immediately started spewing blood. But it was perfect. And then Roman was just, he is what he is now. He was great. He sells great. He was going to be the star, but like we weren't ready for it yet because as Jess just said, they tried to force it to us. 
Um, they forced this- it, and then on top of that, by the way, they thought the reason the, or the way to push Roman was make him look like the Shield because the Shield was over. When you think about everybody that left, Seth they didn't wear anything like he wore in the Shield. Dean Ambrose wore a, a white tank top and jeans, and then uh, uh, Roman wore the Shield outfit. Yeah, the cargo pants, the boots, the, mm-hmm. the little tank top slash vest or whatever. Yeah. One person they never changed. The never changed. The they game. hadn't found it. Yeah, yet. because they, they thought they thought that if we keep the shield dust on him, that's what we want, right? Yeah. Shields over, and then but they totally what they did is like when you do that, it's, it's why I got mad at the Kofi run. I love Kofi being champion, but he was the New Day Kofi. He was handing Biggie, out pancakes as a world champion. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. You can say the same like, for Big E too. Yep. Uh, my grade quick A minus, and I might be judging it too hard. What do you got for the whole pay per view? Nope. I overall I give it an A. Love yeah, the show. I thought you'd go give there. it an A. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking. It was wonderful to watch. Um, so good, beginning to end. It really was. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So, it wasn't overbooked. It wasn't a five hour, five hour show. It was. Uh, it was just fucking beautiful. That was honestly my concern key, when I yeah, turned it on. That's the key too. It was. It was not overbooked. That's I thought for sure it was going to be way was, too long, and it wasn't. They did. They did the timing just right. Was and, and forgive me. Is was this a four hour show or a three hour show? Was this before you went to four I, hours? I, I think it was four because they were on the network, the WWE network, so they, they could do what they, they wanted. Extend it past I the normal pay per view times. Yeah. Got it. Yep. <clears throat> Good stuff. For audio fans, give us a listen on audio. I'm sorry, on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On failure. social media, can you do us a solid? You're stupid. You flubbed. You yeah, stupid. sure did. Give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter idiot. at OWB2019 or on OWB what? Stupid. OWP2019 or at Facebook slash Meta at our wrestling podcast. For Amino Craig and Meaner Jess, this is Dave with the OWP. You're stupid. Signing off because I'm tired. I know Craig is 2 in the morning, so he's like, you better get it right. Uh, Have a good one.